Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchors, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. A conversation in character about the end of days in America and the books of the Steel series, namely Steel the Darkness and The Rising, both about end of days in America. Gun control. Even our forefathers warned us of the dangers of those who would take away our nation and our rights. Read this short and informative article titled Gun Control. Talk to your guns immediately. Christians Unvarnished Today Christians Unvarnished Truth Today stands as a direct challenge to today's society. There is no doubt as the coming of the Lord approaches, the nations of men fall further under the deception of darkness. Cup of Sorrows The battle for truth and righteousness finds it in the time of sorrows, commonly called the last days or the last of the last days. The following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Prophecy News World Classic Events Warren Radio presents this episode looking back on important news. Events are discussed involving a vigil to get Pastor Andrew Brunson out of prison. Global shaking as nations find themselves in crisis. It is here that the gospel goes forth and radical opposition rises against it as well. That's global shaking, life or death. Christians flee, classic at Warren Radio. Be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, and The Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn.
Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here on this Wednesday night. Yep, and we in the have a lot of, of stuff going on now. There's no doubt. And, uh, you know, Turkey and Syria have been kind of a focus. There's a lot of news about those two areas and the needs. So uh, be sure, if you haven't given yet, you can go to some of these like persecution.org, Barnabas Aid, and a number of others. <clears throat> There's actually a lot of them that are Samaritan's working. Samaritan's Purse. And uh, Samaritan's Purse has been really busy. When, you know, they, they normally take time to produce a few articles, do a few things, but uh, they are so busy with everything. And uh, they're they're around the world. They they go everywhere. So uh, at any rate, there's a lot of them out there. If you don't know who to give to, go to our website and send us uh, contact. Uh, you know, from our contact page and let us know and give us a way to contact you back, and we'll send you a list of what we have. A few of them, but. You can pretty much find them. And up front, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> Christian un Christians Unvarnished Truth today. Now, this is an article that uh, is being featured on DanaGlennSmith.com. Uh, and it's also published over on Warren-USA.com, but it's being featured on DanaGlennSmith.com. It'll be right in the front of our websites. And uh, Christians Unvarnished Truth. Now, see, this is the problem. We have a lot of truth today. Not all of it is truth, but people think it's truth. And uh, we have some issues, really, with the churches and their truth, you know. Um, the Church of England is one of them. And we have a number of them, entire denominations that are having trouble. And uh, make no mistake, just for clarification, you know, we are a biblical organization and we teach what Jesus, Yahshua, taught the apostles. And believe it or not, the Bible that Jesus read and the apostles taught out of and read was the Tanakh. And uh, that is really where our Bible came from. And uh, along with, you know, the epistles and the gospels that were written by the apostles themselves. And the morality and the truth is in that. What Yeshua taught the apostles and what the apostles taught and also garnered from uh, the Old Testament as we call it. So when we talk about Christians unvarnished truth, it challenges today's society and it also challenges the church today and uh, the Church of England has been in the news because of some of the trouble that they've had over there. And uh, th this is something that isn't new because it's in America today. And w we have trouble standing with the truth. And I'm not here to put up with an argument. You know, they want to do it, that's up to them. And, uh, you know... <laughs> It's when you get into this and you understand. Like in Revelation 22, He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. 
you know, there's two avenues here. You either got the truth or you don't have the truth. You're either godless or, you know, you got God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So in Christians Unvarnished Truth, it challenges today's society. And there's no doubt as the coming Lord, as the coming of the Lord approaches, the nations of men fall further into the deception of darkness. Now that's one of the ones Tower talked about today, this morning, I mean uh, at the beginning of the show. And we as believers stand at the hallmark time when the untouched pure truth of the word of God, which cannot lie, heralds redemption. In the world, there's a battle. And people think there are many truths and many gods in the world. As a matter of fact, there is. But they're not truth in accordance with the word of the God, nor with the Lord. And it isn't going to get you into heaven. It isn't going to get you any, anywhere with the Lord. There's only one truth, one Savior, and one God, and one Word of God, one Spirit of God. And you don't like that? I can't help it. But you see, the thing of it is, in, this, in the spirit world, there are countless liars who abide only to deceive. And we are the ones, the believers, who stand direct for the one truth that sets people free and gives them hope. As the children of the highest God and our Father through Jesus Christ, we are to herald the truth of the redemption available through faith in the name, person, work of Jesus Christ on the cross. This, my friends, is the battle. This is the war. We fight this battle daily and weekly and monthly and yearly. And the weapon of our warfare is spiritual with the word of God in prayer. And make no mistake, you have to, you have to do a lot of things. You have to know how to uh, do your recordings, uh, you know, write articles, uh, take care of websites. There's a lot of things, especially from our standpoint, you have to do. You have to do them correctly, and you have to get the word out there. The bottom line of it is today is that this article today, Christians Unvarnished Truth Today, featured on the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. You can go over there and you can find it on the front of the page. Go over there and read it, leave a comment, and... Uh, there's other articles in there. You can go over to warn-usa.com and find all of our recent article uh, radio shows as well. So uh, this is a featured post over on on our website at the Watchman Institute. That is danaglinsmith.com. And uh, read it and uh, remember it. You can also print these things off, by the way, over on our websites. So uh, be sure to pay attention. Be sure to stop by. And uh, we do feature these things every week. We, I try to feature uh, one of these that, uh, uh, you know, on our show so you would know. And so, and you'll recognize uh, the image on it. it and so uh, stop by. Now, this one is about Burkino Faso. And this comes from Christian, globalchristianrelief.org. Now, Tower, you remember this one, I mean, this ministry, because this used to be, um, what, Open Doors? Is that what it was? Um... Global, well, there's two of them. Global Christian Relief uh, is the new one that broke off from uh, the I other one. I think I had it written down somewhere. I'm not sure now. At any rate, and because uh, they open doors and um, oh, what's the other one? It's globalchristianrelief.org. But Open Doors, there was another ministry that has a Open Doors and the other ministry both have offshoots of two other ministries. Well, the one that I'm talking about is Global Christian Relief who came out of one. Okay. 
And that one, I think, is open doors. I'm not sure. Not that it matters any, because this is a global relief organization now on its own. They operate separately. And they were talking about Burkina Faso, which has been in the news, and we've covered Burkina before. And uh, now the writer of the article... Uh, starts it this way, red dirt paths, roadside cooking fires, long side streets with endless markets selling coconuts, grilled goat meat, fish, yams, sorrow, and spices. These are the things that greet you at the Bobo de Lasso, the second largest city in Burkina Faso. And he said he was there to meet with Christians in Burkina Faso. <coughs> who have experienced extreme persecution, mainly at the hands of jihadists uh, that are coming out of the northern region. And so these are, and of course, Global Christian Relief, and I believe they expanded to better focus because the other one works, you know, I think it's Open Doors USA. And... Uh, Yes, they're they're together. They are, and That's you know the problem. The problem is, is that there's so much, so much trouble, and so much need. You know, you you can't get enough food, enough help, you know, enough money to take care of it. And if if we're over here in America, where Joe Biden is mucking everything up. And where we have trains uh, falling off the track all the time. Where we have major, major food facilities that are burned down or something happens to them. We've got a major issue in America. And it is security. And Joe Biden is the person that has caused this. And they're also working on doing a few other things that is not going to make it very good. And there is no way that America or most of the nations can help when if we're in set with a global um, pandemic or a global uh, drought uh, where there's no food, you know, that there is no way we can get help to these people. And they're warning already that you get in the middle of next year, and especially during the summer months, there may not be any food. And that's not very far away. Yeah. And so there's a lot of warnings, a lot of warnings. And, and the problem of it is, is that America may be able to get by, but we've got a lot of issues here. America is struggling right now. And we have people in the Biden White House that are are part of a coup d'etat to bring America into a socialist agenda, a socialist state. And they don't want to admit it, but we've got also a second war going on in America because we've got young, you know, you talk about Muslim jihadists, we've got socialist jihadists, that are American kids and young people that have been taught to follow socialism instead of the way America is. So America may not even be here in 10 years because the people that are in power causing the trouble, and if you've been watching America and our president, then you know that, that Biden has, has quite an issue to keep from mucking things up. And that's because they put the man in and he does have some form of dementia and trouble. We also know that some of Barack Obama's help is in there helping him. Susan Rice is one of them. So we've got major issues of security. And I'm bringing this up because we're dealing with here, we've got Global Christian Relief talking about Burkina Faso. And that's just one area. And we need food and clothing and shelter. We need people to give and help these people. Now, by the way, don't send any money to Warren Radio. 
and have us give on your, you know, you give it to us, we give it to them. That It don't work that way. There are people that support us, and they support us directly, and that money supports us. But we're not here doing these shows so you'll send us money. We're doing these shows to tell you, you know, if you've got a burden to help the brothers and sisters overseas, you need to send it to them. In this case, get online, do a search for globalchristianrelief.org and read through where their areas of need are. Pick one you feel that the Lord put on your heart and give to that one and believe God to bless it and believe God to bless you for doing it. Because we need to tap into... The, the finances, the supernatural finances, the supernatural provision of God Almighty in times when man is mucking everything up. And believe me, man is mucking. <laughs> and, you know, we don't like things mucking. We, I don't like muck. I don't know about you, but muck is yuck. You know, I, I want these needs met. And we've got George Soros spending billions to overthrow America. And I want George Soros to stop doing that. And I want him to start giving to all these persecuted Christians to help them. You see, and we've got a lot more than that. We're battling, there's millionaires that are battling Donald Trump in who can give the most money to stop Donald Trump. Donald Trump's spending money and he has people helping him. And why Donald Trump? Because we want someone up there that cares about America, that has turned things around. Biden has done nothing. Obama has done nothing. We need someone in there that'll do something. So we've got an issue with politics. We've got an issue with the presidency. There are troubles in this country. And the one thing I'm concerned about, friends, is getting money and support. And so we need to not only get money to these organizations, but when they get the money, they need to go be able to buy food. And if you're in a country like America who normally has massive amounts of food, and we have, uh, we've had some of the best harvests anywhere in the world, we've been a food leader. But guess what? Right now, we are in the rear end of the truck, and the truck has two flat tires, and the engine is blown, <laughs> and we have a long ways to travel. And when we get there, there's not going to be a harvest because somebody in our country has been burning down and ripping it up and tearing it apart. We have thousands and thousands, millions, matter of fact, of illegals in our country that Joe Biden is paying the money for. And they've never earned it. They just come over here and they get it. See, these are the issues we're facing as end-of-the-day Christians. And one of these days, the food may be for your family that we don't have. So if you're in America today, I'm talking to you, and I'm telling you to stand up, and I'm telling you to wake up, and I'm telling you that there are problems, and you're not going to be able to ignore it forever. Period. And so now... We are concerned about Burkina Faso and everything and everyone else that we read about and we cover. But there are right now more than a million internally displaced people and they're that way because of Islamic violence. Well, let's just put it this way. Radical Islam in Burkina Faso. And the believers have been left with almost nothing to survive. And they struggle to find shelter. There's no shelter. There's no food. There's no clothing. There's no medicine. And there's no jobs. That's very tragic. And the one pastor local that they talked to over there was called Pastor Aaron. Now these are all fake names because we don't give you, they don't give you, you never give the names of the workers because if the jihadists find out what their name is, they'll trace them down and kill them. And he served the church for decades. And he's seen the church there in Burkina Faso in time of peace and witness the more recent impact of extremist attacks. And he says it has shattered the Christian community, stripped its freedom, and scattered its people. 
And it's very difficult for Christians to live, Pastor Aaron says, because when they fled, they couldn't bring anything. Just the clothes they have on them and maybe a small bag. Everything else was lost, animals, belongings, and food. They have no food, no help, and many hardships. Life is very difficult for them, but these believers know that God can take care of them, and there are many believers around the world praying for them. Now see, if you can't do anything else, pray for them. Burkino Faso, make a note on that. And so we bring you a little end here that they put in here. The future of the church in Burkino Faso hinges, uh, hinges on the power of God and the strength and resilience of the believers who face unthinkable challenges. But we know God often brings hope when it seems everything is almost lost. Is almost lost. You see, the thing of it is, it's not just the church in Burkina Faso that hinges on the power and the strength and resilience of the believer and on God. It's all the churches. And in America, we're going to be found wanting if we don't repent and wake up. We need revival in this country to get this country straightened out. And we need to get rid of this uncleanness here and the things we do, but it is embedded deep. And so it's only going to take the power of God. We have revival going on here in certain places, but it's going to need massive revival in order to stop the judgment of God on America. And with that, I pray that you will hear some of this tonight and pray for everybody concerned. Yes. Warren Radio, Tower and I, for Pastor Aaron, Global Christian Relief, Barnabas Aid, Persecution.org. And many, many others. You ready? Yes. I'm very happy and thankful to be able to bring you this next story. It's an update on Pastor Yusuf Narkadani. And we talked, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right. But we um, had talked about him several times in the a few years ago. And he's an Iranian church leader, and he was released on Sunday as part of a national amnesty issued by Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini. Khomeini, how do you say that? Khomeini. Khomeini, to commemorate the anniversary of the 1979 Islamic Revolution. And um, the... Christian Solidarity Worldwide, CSW, reports its sources have concern, confirmed that the pastor is now free and is still in Tehran to finish some formal procedures related to his release. He will just join his family in Rasat as soon as these formalities are completed. And he's, uh, Narcodani is 46 years old and he was serving a six-year sentence in Eat even prison in Tehran for propagating house churches accused of promoting Zionist Christianity. And in 2016, he was one of four Christians initially arrested in Rasat in May of 2016 during a series of raids by the security agents on Christian homes. And then the men were released on in bail in 2017. They were rearrested in another series of raids on two separate days in 2018. And the Iranian authorities accused Narkadani of allegedly endangering the country's security, their na- the national security, and his Christian with his Christian activities. And that's a common charge. Yeah. 
Yeah. China does that. A lot of them do. Yeah. They always put in threatening, you know, the country's national security. And um, in June of 2020, Narkadani and one other imprisoned man, Deacon Sahib Fadeh, who CW, CSW sources confirm was also released as part of the recent amnesty and had their sentences reduced to six years on appeal. And, and these two pastors have lost years of their life in prison on false charges as a result of Ira Iran's continuing criminalization of the Christian faith among other religions and beliefs. CW, CSW's founder, President Mervyn Thomas, he's stated that. And we call on the Iranian authorities to ensure that these men are permitted to enjoy their freedom without further harassment or intimidation and continue to call for the immediate and unconditional release of all others who are currently imprisoned on account of their religion or belief. So um, remember Narkadani. I hope they just will quit harassing him. And he was sentenced to death in 2010 for converting from Islam to Christianity. He was later acquitted. So that's a good thing, you know, Dana? Well, you know, we were covering him at the time of a lot of this. I remember. And uh, he was one of many that this was happening to. And, uh, you know, it, it's getting worse. But, uh, you know, the picture of him, he looks really good. But you can't tell if, if that's an actual picture of him. You know, recent. I I don't think it's a recent picture. It's one that's been out there for a long time, I believe. Because Evan Prison familiar. is one of the most harshest Iranian prison there is. In Very Iran. cruel. Yeah, and so th this is not a good place to be. And you see another thing, Narkadani was was a former Muslim. And he, that's where the death sentence came in. Because it became a Christian. Yeah, that, I did read that. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're in, in America, you're a Christian, want to become a Muslim, nobody's going to kill you. You know, if you want to be a Jehovah Witness, if you want to be an, you know, atheist, go ahead. Doesn't matter. And um, so if you wind up with the socialist country, America, then you're not even going to have won't a be portion. Well, won't be well for Christianity. Nope. So at any rate, let's move on. This is Ukraine. Now, this is covered by Forum 18, and I did this because I want to talk about this and also tell you about Forum 18. Forum 18 is one of those ministries. It's a, it's a, a group that looks into um, various forms of uh, persecution. I mean, they will stand up for Jehovah Witnesses, uh, anybody that is overseas and being treated terrible. And uh, in this one, Forum 18 was reporting on Russian occupation. Uh, and uh, they found there, and, you know, this has come out before, but... What are you going to do when, when you have such a war going on? That the Russians there that occupy certain areas of Ukrainian territory and are currently in control, they violate the freedom of religion of Ukrainians there. And 
they had seized two Greek Catholic priests and a Protestant pastor, uh, you know, in the past. This was in late 2022. And uh, the pastor was eventually freed in January, but they have no idea where the priests are or if they're still alive. And uh, on the 26th of January, um, it was a little after that that they also talked about raids uh, were ongoing and they were seizing places of worship and they would purge extremist books. Now, these could be Christian material. Uh, and uh, when you're in Russia, um, there's the Russian Orthodox Church, and that's it. Now, believe me, there are Baptists and there are others in Russia, but they keep quiet. And so Russia definitely, and they have, but in Ukraine, they were restricting freedom of religion and belief and other human rights. And uh, they were imposing this on the Russian-occupied Ukrainian territory. So, I mean, you've got a major war going on. you got some occupied sections. You know, it's got to be a mess over there. And in the midst of this, this is one of the places that Samaritan's Purse is working tower. I know. In Ukraine. And and their they work are. you know, while while the war is going on, they're over there. And they're also in outlying areas and other you know, like Poland and other areas crossing the border to go help and they have uh, the last time I read they had uh, people that were risking their lives to take food to various areas and uh you know so yeah there again this the thing that just astounds me you have this little forum 18 you know that brings you and they they have uh, a website they have a lot of lot of news of injustices but uh it just gets me you know, when I look at the, you know, I, I see the list of billionaires once in a while. And uh, watching Donald Trump run for office and stuff, there's always another billionaire or two or three in the news. And I always ask myself, you know, where is all that money at? Why can't someone give a billion dollars and monitor it closely and give it to the most need and help them to rebuild? The answer is probably simple. Because the people involved there don't want peace. They don't want anybody to rebuild and they want the land for themselves. And that is kind of the modus operandi of radical Islamic jihadists. Because they steal what you give to these people. They will steal the food. They'll steal the trucks. They'll steal the water. Uh, they will kill people that get in the way. And so the, these are major war areas here. This isn't like downtown, you know, Denver, Colorado. This is not... We, we in America have no clue. And it's kind of interesting now that Biden is just about drained our fuel reserve, and uh, he's pushed to try to stop us from using gas. And, you know, he's done so much that it's done more harm than good. And, uh, you know, we, we need someone in charge that has some sense. And I say that for the good of America and good of everybody else that we're trying to help. I mean, there's not going to be anything flowing out of here. And Americans don't have a place to go. You can't, you can't leave America. We're surrounded by water, and we've got, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Canada up north, which is worse than we are as far as the socialist regime is. And down in Mexico, it's dangerous down there uh, just to think of going down because half of South America is coming to America. 
So why do you want to go back down there? So at any rate, these are all issues of the last days, the shaking of the last days, the trouble with trying to get food out. You have to minister. You have to get help to these people. And it's not easy. And that's where you depend upon the Lord. And uh, That's right. Amen. You know, a lot of these people have had nice churches and priests and they had a society. And Ukraine was no different. And now they're all in chaos. It's very, very sad. Disturbing and heartbreaking. It is. Now the other thing we look at is Afghanistan. CBN News ran a little thing on Afghanistan. And... Uh, And you all know the story there. This is another one of Biden's failures. It cost people lives. And it cost a country their freedom. And it also gave the Taliban one of the largest weapons stores in history. Given to a bunch of jihadists. But amidst all this, one U.S. Marine veteran and former mixed martial arts champion risked his life to go back and save his Afghan reporter. Interpreter, rather. His name was Chad Robinaw. Uh, I'm not sure. That, that last name is French. And uh, he said, So a full withdrawal and surrender of Bagram Air Force... Base. Now, see, that's the other catastrophic thing he did. And he says he knew it would be catastrophic for national security, global security, and stability in the region. And uh, his biggest concern was for the Allies and those who fought beside Americans for 20 years. And uh, one of his friends there, Aziz, he did 15 years in special operations, eight deployments. He says he saved my life multiple times and he was just my friend. And so he went back. And with the coalition of others who helped him, they evacuated more than 17,000 people. Now, Biden didn't do that. This guy did it. And so uh, he wrote a book called Saving Aziz, Aziz, A-Z-I-Z. So you can find the book wherever books are sold. You can also find this on uh, CBN. But I remember the time that he was doing this. And uh, Afghanistan was such a mess. And I don't know what possessed Biden. And he doesn't even seem to care. You know, he does these things and he don't even seem to care. It's like he, he doesn't have anything there to comprehend the screw-up that costs lives. And it's still costing lives today because of the foolishness of the Biden administration and the stupidity of the military leaders that he appointed. Now, I was in the Navy during Vietnam, and I thought a lot of the policies in Nam were nuts, but they don't even come close to the stupidity and idiocy that the Biden administration did when it came to Afghanistan, and if this guy hadn't went in there, there'd been 17,000 people still behind the lines. And so this is just to tell you that there were other people concerned. 
this guy and those who helped him. That's good. I'm thankful there's people like that. Yeah. That me. have that are brave and and selfless and willing to go and save others from horrible conditions. Deadly situations. Well, you look at the world and how terrible it is in a lot a lot of places. If these globalists in America are successful in destroying this nation, this is one other nation that will never rise again and will never be able to help what it did. America, it was because America joining the war that Hitler was defeated. It was because of America and her help in, in major help in rebuilding Europe. They were the major power in saving Britain from being totally destroyed by Hitler. And it was the Americans in the South Pacific. My dad was a Navy medic in the South Pacific in World War II. A lot of people fought and died and worked. You know, and, and this is the responsibility of nations to have sense. And not to mention leaving the Bagram Air, Air Base, one of the top technological air bases on the on the planet and it wound up in China's hands and they and we lost all contact in the Middle East you know that was a yeah an area where they could keep track of what was going on with Iran and other places in the Middle East and they lost that connection so you know tonight as we go through this there are a lot of troubles and you know, don't forget these things we cover tonight or the areas. And pray for all the persecuted. Whenever you take a bite of food, thank God for the food you have and pray for those who don't have any. When you have a shower, thank God for the hot water and the fresh water you have. And pray for those who have no fresh water, who have no good clothes, who have no place to lay their head. Remember this. God is listening. And he's able to make changes. But people, especially in America, you need to wake up. Because I'm telling you, this country is in serious trouble. And the people in power, many of them don't care. Now the good thing of it is, is that some of the Republicans, you know, I mean, Republicans got the House, and some of them are trying to do something. They're fighters. But we need a lot more fighters in America. Amen. We need to get, we need a true, large, huge revival in this country. And we need to make changes in this nation. Because if we don't survive... People are going to know it. That's right. Amen. Okay, Tower. Okay, this story comes to us via ChristianNewsWire.com. And it is about a, the revival that's going on in Coffeeville and a woman resurrected from the dead. And amidst the Coffeeville revival, a medical doctor testifies of a woman rising from the dead in an emergency room with an assembly of God pastor, when an assembly of God pastor laid hands on her and prayed over her. Landon D. Vinson, a medical doctor who works in the emergency department at Coffeeville Regional Medical Center, had been has been witnessing to colleagues of the miracle he witnessed of God raising a woman from the dead in the emergency room. And this is the story. On a recent Sunday morning, Dr. Vinson accepted the invitation to speak. He stated, I've seen hundreds of people at the end of their lives. I am confident of being able to determine if someone was about to die or when they were gone. That's part of the job description. And during the height of the COVID pandemic, a woman was down and was taken to an emergency room in Coffeeville. 
She was receiving CPR when she was brought into the emergency room and was given CPR for an entire hour after arriving, but she had died. We did get her heart beating again, but essentially the only thing keeping her heart going were shots of adrenaline in her bloodstream and putting her on a ventilator. From a medical standpoint, she was not alive. She was what we call brain dead. He described to the congregation the numerous ways medical officials determine a person has died. In this instance, they found no signs of life. The woman's eyes were fixed and dilated. She showed no gag reflex, and her limbs showed signs of modeling, or all which precede the onset of rigor mortis. Dr. Vincent, his staff, and the husband decided to remove her from life support. Feeling hopeless as the husband's last resort, he did the only thing he knew to do. He asked for someone to call Pastor Randy DePriest to come and pray. And Dr. Vincent said, sure, we'll wait for the pastor to get here. And Dr. Vincent thought that he and the nurses would simply wait for the pastor out of respect for the woman and her husband. Once Pastor DePriest arrived, he began to pray. And during Dr. Vincent's meeting with the congregation, he said, we began to pray over her. My head was bowed. There was a nurse in the room. Maybe just a couple minutes into the prayer, a machine began sounding the alarm. I thought I would just turn it off so it would not be distracting. When I looked up, spontaneous breathing began coming back. I saw a hand moving on this woman. <clears throat> As Pastor DePriest prayed over her, he began to ask her questions, and she started nodding her head and responding. This made no sense to me because she did not have any sign of life. Her, um, Dr. Vincent continues, We had taken her off all medication, we had given her four medications to keep her heart going, and those were all turned off. But now her blood pressure was strong. It was going through the roof. She blinked her eyes. I leaned down and asked, Can you hear me? She nodded her head, Yes. Do you want us to keep going and fight? And she aggressively shook her head, Yes. And this was the first true miracle I, that I've ever seen. It was a very humbling moment. I kept hearing God saying, this is my child, I decide who lives. And it hit home for Dr. Vincent that medical doctors and perhaps people in general often think they are in control and call the shots. But no, God will have the ultimate decision. And then Randy, the pastor, Randy DePriest, came up and he said, I had the easy part. I didn't spend three and a half hours with the patient as Dr. Vincent did. When I walked into the ER, I didn't know that there was no sign of life. Sometimes because of what you might know, you limit God. When Dr. When the priest arrived, the staff asked him to console the husband since the wife was clinically dead and they began removing all life support. But be, but they did not inform the priest of any of this. It was then that the pastor asked, before I see the husband, could I go see the patient so I could have an idea of who I'm talking about with the husband? And the pastor remembered, the prayer of faith shall heal the sick, and if they commit any sin, they shall be forgiven. And the medical staff permitted him to do so. Thus he went in and laid his hand on her shoulder. He did not know her condition or that she was clinically brain dead. He called her by name and said, this is Pastor Randy. I've come to pray for you. Her eyes opened and he asked, Can you hear me okay? And she nodded yes. Then Pastor DePriest said, Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Again she nodded yes. And that's great news. Today we're going to do what Scripture says, where two or three agree, touching anything and believing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, asking him, It shall be done. So I'm asking God to restore your health and to heal you. Does that sound all right? And again, her reply was yes. And one of the last things he told the congregation was, as I prayed that prayer of faith, I didn't know that in the other room there were big changes in the monitor. As a woman began responding, Pastor DePriest described how two nurses 
quickly left the room to prepare her for sedation since she was becoming more agitated from intense pain. Dr. Priest noted when the medical professionals returned to transfer her from Coffeyville to another hospital for possible surgery, observation, and recovery that she was fighting to remove herself from the gurney that they had placed her on. As Dr. Vincent wrapped up his testimony at First Assembly of God, he described how he told a nurse this was a miracle. As the nurse was drying her eyes, Vincent attempted to find reasons in his medical books for this occurrence, but God said, this is my doing. That was a long story, but that's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, it was. And that that's good. It it it's exciting to see that happening in the United States. Yep, it is. I'm thankful. Thank yeah. you, Lord. And that was via ChristianNewsWire.com. And uh, the story itself was submitted by James F. Lindsay via the Military Bible Association, and they put it on ChristianNewsWire.com. Because this is the way it works. Usually, uh, uh, you know, one of these organizations will put it on there because Christian Newswire um, is one of those things that you can put this kind of stuff on it. That's what it is. So remember ChristianNewsWire.com and also the Military Bible Association. So... Yeah, that is a great story. It is. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty power. And, and that's what we need. We need a revival, yes. we need. And we need the miracles. And we need this unbelieving society in America to wake up. Amen. And uh, we're, we're going to start closing it down now. So Okay, well, thank you for joining us, everybody, whenever you do. We love you. We pray for your safekeeping and your well-being in the Lord. And we thank you for all you do for the Lord Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you. We love you. And we pray for you. And please pray for your brethren around the world. And pray for us. And thank you. Good night, everybody. You know, we, we still have a little bit of time. And I want to use this time. You know, the, Tower and I have been in a lot of revivals, been in a lot of meetings in our lives. And uh, there's nothing better, Tower, than the presence of the Lord. That's right. Amen. And to go into a hospital, and he had no clue that she had died. Yeah. Nobody told him anything. Which, but, mean, like, he, like he said... When you know more, you limit God. And Yeah. And for him, you know, it was like a job. You know, he's a pastor. He's going to pray. He's going to pray for somebody because he's been called in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what I find amazing is he walked in there and, you know, she had been clinically dead. Brain dead, and he didn't know that. So, you know, I mean, that's the way it is. They all saw it. I mean, she should have died. So remember, God is able in your circumstances. Amen. And may the Lord provide you with a miracle. Yes. Today, in Jesus' name. And I want everybody to know how much we appreciate them. We love and we're thankful for you, all you guys out there, all you people, you wonderful, amazing people. We do appreciate you, all our brothers and sisters, and thank you. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles. Also, don't forget to check out my book, The Rising, and the other book, Steal the Darkness. Go on over to DanaGlennSmith.com, check out our shop, where the books are and everything, and get you a copy, and when you read it, contact me and let me know what you think. Until next time, be safe, be blessed. Shalom.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.